Today's show is being brought to you by wellness and nutrition consultant, Tawana Coleman. Our health and longevity of life is so vital, and we must remember that our bodies do not come with the warranty. So whatever you eat or drink, do it all to the glory of God. Be mindful of what you put in, around, and on your body. If you want to know more about living a lifestyle that decreases stress, aids weight loss, gives your skin glow, gives you energy, saves time, and good for your whole family, you can find me on Facebook at Tawana Coleman. That's T-W-A-N-A-C-O-L-E-M-A-N. And on Instagram at the Tawana Coleman. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we'll discuss some serious matters that should be of concern to the American people and also how our mindsets and energy shape our reality. Good day, good day to you. Welcome back to Talking with Twana. I'm Twana, and I'm so happy to be back before you again on today. So before we get started on today's topic, let us just take a moment and rejoice on another day that the Lord has made and blessed us to be able to see, to be able to participate in, you know, all those good things. So we definitely thank him for the capability and ability to be able to do so on today. All right. So guys, on today, we're going to be talking about something um, that is really serious and very disturbing still. And you know what? It's one of the biggest money making businesses all over, right? So we're going to be talking about sex trafficking on today, human trafficking. Okay, so I'm going to be bringing you stats and details here coming from the United Nations, the Office on Drugs and Crimes. Okay, so I really wanted to touch on this because this is something that does not necessarily get as as much attention as all the other things that's going on in the world, um, politics and health and, you know, um, other factors can get so much shine, can get so much coverage and can get so much airtime there, if you will, even when it comes to media. But this is one of those things that is not always talked about. There are not always TikTok posts on it, though there are, I have seen people that are doing TikTok posts, um, reels on this and things of that sort. But prior to TikTok, there's not a whole lot of continuous discussion on social media. This is not one of those things where it's constantly shared and, oh, did you see this? Oh, did you know that five girls or five boys or, you know, whatever the case may be. But this is something that we've got to talk about. We've got to continue to shed light on this matter and really take it seriously. You know, it's so disturbing on how people are really um, experiencing it more and more and more. Even in my um, in my area, you know, so many people are posting on Facebook uh post or pictures of their daughters, of their sons that are missing and their ages. They're given all types of details and stats saying, hey, if you've seen this girl, 
if you've seen this boy, please share this information. Please get this back with us and so forth. So these things are definitely happening. And so we're going to talk about that on today. So the basically, you know, the share of children among uh, detected trafficking victims. Sad to say, sad to say, y'all, it has tripled. While the share of boys has increased five times in the past 15 years. Wow. I mean, that's just something, you know, as we know, girls are mainly trafficked for sexual exploitation, but the boys are used for forced labor. Okay. Now this is coming directly from the um, global report on trafficking in persons. Okay. Um, this organization was launched by the United Nations office uh, on drugs and crime. OK, so that is um, where I'm also sourcing information from as well. So I highly encourage you to please check out these two sources as well to get this information so that you can be in the know. OK, so we're going to go back to about 2018, about 50,000 human trafficking victims were detected. Okay, and this was in 2018. And again, about 50,000 human trafficking victims were detected and reported by 148 countries. Okay, now, now, however, given the hidden nature, you know, of these crimes and things of that sort, the actual number of victims trafficked is far higher right? It, it's not surprising. It's, it's not surprising, especially right now, living in the climate that we are with COVID-19 and heavy mask use and things related to that. So um, that was one of the things personally that I was concerned about when, you know, the heavy mask use and you have to wear a mask and it has to cover uh, your nose and your mouth and all that stuff was like heavily being enforced um, around this time last year, that was one of the things that immediately popped into my head. Oh my gosh, what about the children? What about those children that are being trafficked that, you know, um, normally they would do stuff like cut their hair, shave their hair, dye their hair, uh, put wigs on them, you know, do different types of body modifications to try to, um, disguise, any identification of that child, right? Or that teenager. And so now it's a little easier because all you have to do is put a really big mask on that child's face. Who's going to identify them, right? Who's going to be able to say, oh, I, well, I could tell by the height or something like that. If, if the hair has changed, and you put a really huge mask on that child's face, guess what? You are not going to recognize that child, you know? And, and as you guys know as well, they stopped putting missing children on the back of milk cartons. I mean, of course, we don't have milk cartons anymore, but they stopped doing that. And you can hardly go anywhere now where there are missing uh, flyers, misreport flyers posted up on walls and things of that sort. A lot of stuff is online now. Of course, that is the genre and time that we're in. But 
You guys have to admit that this makes it even more difficult and harder to be able to identify a victim of abuse or a victim of trafficking. It's really serious out here. So, you know, going back as far as with the information from the global report on trafficking in persons. Okay. It showed that traffickers particularly target the most vulnerable. Okay. So it targets the most vulnerable such as um, migrants and people without jobs, okay? So again, as I was stating just a moment ago, now the COVID-19 pandemic induced recession is likely to expose more people to the risk of trafficking. Like seriously, significantly, okay? So millions of women, children, and men worldwide are out of work, out of school, and, you know, without social support in the continuing COVID-19 crisis, right? So we still have a lot of people that are without work. So that is leaving them at a greater risk of human trafficking, okay? So that definitely brings this to the point of it needs to be more targeted action, to stop criminal traffickers from taking advantage of the pandemic to exploit the vulnerable. Okay. And now this information is definitely coming straight from the UNODC. Okay. They are taking advantage of the situation and they are capitalizing and cashing in like seriously cashing in. Okay. Now going here back with some more uh, stats and some more details. Okay. So as far as with uh, more reporting on trafficking in persons, okay, 2020. Okay. And then when you couple that with the um, technical assistance and stuff related uh, with the, you know, uh, UNODC and all that, uh, providing with everything that they're doing with global programs and um, field network and all that stuff. They're working to, to aim to inform governments about um, anti-trafficking responses. That's what they're working towards. Okay. Working with that to um, end impunity and support victims as a part of the integrated efforts to build forward from the pandemic. Okay. But let's just get this here. So when we start talking about these victims, okay, so female victims continue to continue to be the primary targets for trafficking in persons. Okay. So that has not changed. That is continuous for every 10 victims detected globally. About five were adult women and two were young girls. Okay. About 20% of human trafficking victims were adult men and 15% were young boys. And keep in mind again, that they Boys are being heavily trafficked now as well, um, more greatly than before, and some are used for sexual purposes, but they're also heavily using boys for forced labor, okay? And and basically, y'all, it's just, it's disturbing. It is seriously, seriously disturbing, okay? So overall... Um, about 50% of detected victims were trafficked for sexual exploitation, 38% for, 
were exploited for forced labor. Okay, coming back to their forced labor and 6% were subjected to forced criminal activity while 1% were coerced into, you know, begging, you know, doing that type of thing, begging and um, any other type of uh, infractions or smaller considered smaller infractions are enforced. They are forced into um, marriages. They're forced, uh, they're forced into marriages and they're also forced in having to go through the process of organ removal and other things is, is y'all, it's just disturbing. It's heartbreaking and it is disturbing to say the least when it comes to this. Victims are exploited across pretty much a wide range of economic sectors, right? So particularly um, in those where work is undertaken in, um, I would say, isolated, you know, circumstances, including uh, agriculture, con uh, construction, uh, fishing, mining, and domestic work and stuff like that, they are taken advantage as best as possible. And, you know, that also comes to the mind because I want to talk about the offenders here in just a moment but this also brings to mind here as I'm as I'm as I'm talking right now let's not forget the grooming of our children on social media social media is wonderful it's a wonderful tool to um, connect with loved ones lost loved ones to connect with old friends to make and meet new friends to grow a business or businesses or you know all those different factors people have fallen in love met their soulmate or you know right now person whatever the case is it has had so many great benefits but there is a dark side and a negative side to social media as well and and that's something that you have to keep in mind so a lot of our children are being groomed by the internet social media when children are allowed to have cell phones and their activity and what they are doing is not being monitored that opens up the door for some really serious business some serious things to happen now don't come at me y'all don't come at me i know i know i hear a lot of people say well, you know, that child's phone is that child's phone. The parent has no right to be going through their phone, no right to be seeing what they're doing or what they're up to and all these different types of things. However, I counteract that when it comes to the basis of this right here. Your daughter is 11 years old. She's been chit-chatting with someone with a male or a female, right? Or a female that, uh, a male that is posing as a female on Snapchat, on IG, on Facebook, and they're chit chatting and all that stuff because, guys, y'all know it's easy. You can put up a picture of somebody else and, and pretend that it's you. 
And if y'all are messaging back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and that 11 year old is not like, okay, well, I need to hear your voice. Send me a voice message. Hey, let's hop on a chat time so that I can see that it's you and all that. All right. So if they're being groomed by this person, and when it comes to the time of that person up in the ante and is like, you know what? I would like to see you. I would like to meet you in person. I want to, to hang out with you and get to know you in person. Let's do that. Let's hang out. Let's let's, you know, catch a movie. Let's go get something to eat. Because circumstances and situations are different for every family. Not all families operate the same. Not all have the same moral compass. Not all were raised and brought up the exact same way. It's a difference. So, you know, person A over here can say, I mean, well, you know, her parents, she shouldn't have been allowed to just leave like that. She shouldn't have been allowed to just go and come and go as she please and make her own decisions on that manner. But person B over here can be like, well, I mean... It's her choice. If she wants to go and, you know, go to eat or go to dinner or something like that with, you know, somebody that she met, she's cool with and stuff like that. I Who am I to stop her from that? She has to be able to be um, free, to have free will, to make her own choices and all that stuff. I've heard it all. I've heard it all before. Right. And so then the evening comes. The next day comes. Your 11-year-old is still not home. Three days, four, five days have passed by. You have no idea where your 11-year-old child is, nor is your 11-year-old answering her phone, nor is she responding to text messages. Everything is going to voicemail. Nor has this child logged into their social media for you to go and see. Let me see if she's posting on Facebook. Let me see if she's posted anything on Instagram because you know that is going to be the way that you determine is she still alive? Oh, well, she's over here. It's so-and-so, so-and-so. But if nothing is being documented or recorded and no calls or anything are being returned, what do you do? What do you do? Right? All of that makes sense and it comes into play. So it definitely comes to the point to where for all my parents out there, you ask yourself, you know, parent or parents, am I willing to allow my child to have that kind of freedom to make their choices? Um, for what they decide if they want to you know make friends on social media I'm, I'm if you're not going to check what they're doing uh what they're um engaging in or participating in who they're talking to who they're having the most conversations with who they are texting and all those different types of things right all of those things definitely come into play i will say this you definitely need to know who your child, your children, who they are engaging with and what type of conversations are being had because you just don't know. And I mean, come on, y'all, we got people out here that are hacking um, 
cameras in your home, your security system cameras. They are hacking into the security system cameras in your own home, watching you, surveying you. They're watching your children. You think that you are watching your children while you're in the living room and they're in the, you know, the den or the back room or the bedroom or whatever. And you're thinking that it's, you know, it's fine. I'm, I'm watching. I see them, but somebody else is watching them, too. And you think that they don't know when you've left them home to run to the store or to go to work or run up the street and they know the prime opportunity to approach and come to the house, to break into the house, whatever, right? And I'm sorry, but we live in a day and age right now where you can't, you really can't send your child to the restroom in a public place without you, you know? Without you being present, um, without you being outside that restroom door, you know, yes, there, there have been some stories. And I'm sure many of you can agree and say, yes, I know of some stories that has happened to somebody, somebody I know, um, uh, a family friend or friend's child. I know. I've heard it. I'm sure. And, and literally, it disturbs me. It just disturbs me to my core. Seriously, that we have people out here, we have individuals out here that literally. That is the choice that they made. That is the decision that they made to. I'm going to get into this. What billion dollar business. In so many words, I'm going to get into this huge money making business of sexually exploiting children for financial gain. And if you're in it for the money, you also still has to be a very sick individual to know that you have contributed to the degradation of a child, to the to the emotional degradation, the the mental, you know, we we know the physical. We already know that. We can, there's no way around that. But you're breaking spirits. You're breaking, you know, emotional compasses down. You're breaking that insight for that child to just be a child. Their innocence is being stripped away from them when they should be playing. When they should be running around, you know, concerned about other stuff, like <laughs> want to eat some of this crazy food we got <laughs> in the stores, right? That I talk about all the time. That's just so bad and so disgusting. Wanting to watch certain shows. This is what they should be concerned about. Not someone taking their innocence and not only taking it, but somebody who is 
sick, and I'm sorry, I just got to be point blank, any adult that willingly desires and craves to sexually have um, abuse, have intercourse, want to do these different types of things with a child that was taken from their families, from their parents, from their siblings, from their friends that was forcibly taken. And you don't have to be forcibly taken. Just the fact that you want to have intercourse with a child. That has to be, that's something that needs to be addressed. And it has to be um, really some type of definite digging into that. Let's find out why do you want to have sex with a child? Why do you want to go into a, we're talking about going into the black market. We're talking about you want to sleep or have sex with a child that is held in a brothel, held in chains, locked in a room, sedated with all different types of drugs, abused mentally, physically. Right? And I know that there's there's a you know sector of people that say um, pedophilia is a choice is is it's just as normal and it should be as acceptable as a heterosexual relationship, right? And as a uh, I want to make sure I'm using the correct terms here, but a, a same sex relationship, they say it's the same thing. And it should be accepted by every everyone. And it should not be an issue as the law says otherwise. And people with moral compasses say otherwise. Right? So, you know, that's just something to kind of throw out there with you. I, I know that, you know, this, this topic can kind of get brushed under the rug and... It's not a whole lot of attention that can be brought, you know, well, not can be brought to it that that is brought to it. There are, yes, a lot of organizations out there that are doing amazing work, you know, and they're doing great efforts to uh, get the information out to the masses and just to to put it out there and keep it in people's faces. Like, look, don't overlook this. Don't, you know, uh, turn a blind eye to this. Don't think that it's no big deal. You know, it's a big deal. It's a big, big deal. You know, I wanted to talk about this too. Now, um, we're already in March. So, sorry. Happy first day. <laughs> there, if you will. But we're already in March. And um, a couple of months ago, now it was reported Okay, the FBI reported this information. 33 missing children were rescued in a major human trafficking investigation. Okay, 33, which is amazing, which is awesome. And still, it's like, it's still a long way to go because there still are children out there right now while we're 
you know, in the comfort of our homes and our beds, driving to and from in our cars, going to work, whatever it is, we're living our lives and we still need to know that there are children and not only children, but there are, you know, adults as well that are being held captive against their own will. They're being forced into sexual labor. Right? They're being forced to do things against their own will. Why? Because that is a very sick and twisted industry that needs to be blown completely up. Just straight like that. It needs to be blown completely up. You know, it's, 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 you know, guys, it's just disturbing. It's, it's too disturbing. So going back to this information, as far as with the 33 children that were rescued by the FBI, now at least eight of the children had been sexually exploited out of the 33. Okay. Now the FBI, uh, the FBI, they did report on this. They pretty much stated that they've seen a spike in human trafficking related crimes in recent years. Okay. And we're talking about with more than like 1800 pending investigations as of November, 2020, just right around the corner, just, just a few months back. Right. So, uh, more than like two dozen law enforcement agencies and um, non-governmental agencies, they participated in Operation Los Angels, not Los Angeles, but Operation Lost Angels. OK, that actually began back on um, January 11th as a part of Human Trafficking Awareness Month. OK, so basically they're considering human trafficking as modern day slavery. And uh, yeah, it is. That's what they're considering it is. And that's what I agree as to what it is. Okay. And so the minors, they're engaged in commercial sex trafficking, and they are considered victims as they are. As they are. Y'all, are y'all picking this up? Are y'all picking this up? I'm telling you, you have to be so careful when you go to the stores, you have your children in the basket for those that are parents, the grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever it is. You have a child in the basket. And y'all, excuse me, that's my phone uh, chiming there. But um, you have your have a child in the basket. You can't walk away. You can't just walk away and ha let that child sit in the basket you know, whether they're just sitting there or they're on the phone or they're standing near the basket while you walk off to go look at a price tag to pick up a shirt or whatever, whatever it is, because you're in a store. So you're looking around, right? Your price comparison and all those different types of things. So you have to make sure that you are not walking away and leaving your child where they could easily be picked up. Just seriously. And you know what? I have to say this because I would be remiss if I didn't say this. So the other day, um, we got one of those rare 
sunny, beautiful days outside, and it was just lovely. So I took my tiny Todd to the park and, you know, let her run around and all that stuff. You know, get some, some natural vitamin D and all that and just some fresh air and all that. So um, while we were there, there was another mother um, with her toddler that um, a little younger than mine and she was just letting letting her run around and play and she was sort of like preoccupied on the phone and um, she would let the little girl just kind of run off a little bit and she would be kind of sitting over um, a decent little ways away from her while she talked on the phone and had conversations and stuff like that and so um, I just naturally kept an eye on the little girl um, because she's a little girl. She was a, a tiny little person <laughs> there, if you will. And, you know, everything that I've been saying here so far, you cannot leave your child unattended. You cannot leave them to where they're kind of out there on them on their own. They're kind of like an open target and it's easy for someone to snatch them. And you don't want to be uh, a significant difference distance from them as to where if something like that, God forbid, were to happen, you're too far away to catch up. That's just not something you want to do. So um, moving along with this story, um, just a little girl went over to my daughter and, um, you know, was like, let's play. Let's go over here. And so they just, you know, follow suit with each other and they ran, they started playing. Her mom was still a little distance off. She would look over every now and again. And, um, you know, I was just like, oh my goodness, that's just not something you want to do. You don't want to leave. Uh, if I would have had to guess, I would say she was maybe two years old or maybe two and a half. And you just don't, we don't live in that day and age anymore to where you can just let your child just run free and play and not have a care in the world or worry because you have some lurkers out there. So moving along with the story here. So um, they're playing and they're on the slide and all that stuff. And I stood guard right there and I watched both of them as they played and went back and forth. Now, um, moving along, um, there was a point where we moved over to another slide. Now the mom still was where she was talking on the phone and that little girl was on the, uh, sitting at the top of the slide. She was scared to come down and she started kind of whining, crying a little bit, you know, and I told her, I said, it's okay. It's okay. I said, do you want me to call your mom so she can help you come down the slide? Because, you know, you just want to show respect and stuff like that and, you know, be careful when it comes to other people's children. And um, she was just kind of whining. And so I looked over at the mom and she got up and came over there. And so she started talking to her and she said, she's, are you scared? And so the little girl was like, you know, yes, I'm scared. And so she helped her come down the slide. And it was like at that moment, she kind of lingered around a little bit closer to her you know, as opposed to being a distance from her. So um, somewhere in this little time frame there, the mother and I struck up a conversation while the 
the kids played and we just started chit-chatting talking about different little things and all that so uh, at one point the tiny tots ran off and she and I were sitting on like a little uh, bench there and you know just like talking and they ran out of view and so we were sitting there and I looked over her and I noticed that she wasn't looking and she didn't ask or say, you know, hey, you know, call the little girl by her name or anything. And I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, okay. Uh, so I yelled for my daughter, called after her and she was like, I'm over here, mom. And I was sitting there and she's, and I was like, okay, I don't want to be rude, but I was just like, look, I was like, honey, I can't sit here. We got to get up and go over here. I can't let her just run free. <laughs> and I don't have a clue exactly where she is and I can't see her. You know, she said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, yeah, I said, it's, I'm telling you, I said, people are snatching up kids left and right and they just cannot be out of eye shot, right? And she said, yeah, I know, I totally understand. So we go closer to where the kiddos were and um, she and I sit down um like over in the area we was watching them play and she was like yeah you're right she said people are snatching up children you just can't let them run free and all that stuff and I was like yeah <laughs> no you can't I was like there's so many uh sex trafficking cases so many stories so many children that are being rescued right now praise to the heavens for that but are being rescued right now you know and I said you just cannot walk away and you can't just let them run you know free and you're not close by because all it takes is a second for them to be snatched up and you may be just the right amount of distance away to not be able to catch up and grab a hold of your child you know grab a jacket a piece of the coat or something you know what I'm saying so you cannot you even parents when you're going to the park and stuff like that you have to keep a close eye on your children you cannot let them run off you cannot be over here and you're six feet away six feet away and their way on the other side and especially when they are like two years old they would be no match for a big adult that's coming over there and, and snatching them up real quick, hopping in a car and you're still running, you know what I'm saying? And emotions would be high all over the place. Who's to say that you would be able to, um, you know, recollect a tag number or something like that, or maybe it happened so fast you didn't catch a description of the individual or what they were wearing and so forth. So those are just some things to definitely keep in mind yeah we just cannot let our children run free it's really too too dangerous out here for that and y'all it's really really sad but there are some points here that I want to bring up of some children that have been rescued um, and I would definitely say if you guys would pray with me pray with me over these children right because God only knows and we can imagine what these children experienced and what they went through, right? The mental impact, the mental trauma, the emotional trauma, in addition to the physical that they've been through. But this is long-term recovery here, guys, that they're going to have to come out of, that they're going to have to be delivered from, that God is going to have to intervene. Seriously. So I, I want you guys to join me in prayer um, 
after the show uh, and just take a few minutes and just pray over all of these children, the ones that I'm about to mention now, and also those that are not making the news, those that we're not hearing anything about, those that are still being held in captivity. We definitely need to keep these babies in our prayers. All right, so um, the first thing that I wanted to bring up and to mention, and that is about in North Texas, okay? So North Te uh, Texas Task Force, they have recovered over 30 missing children during a month-long operation. This is in North Texas. Also, um, Tennessee Joint Operation, they recovered 150 missing children. Oh my gosh, y'all, just so, so, so disturbing. Now, um, let me quickly touch on here because I, I am running out of time. But let me just touch here real quickly, y'all, because sometimes, you know, this just really bothers me so bad and it just it just does something to my spirit you know because no child deserves to go through this you know at all and it's it's a disturbing and sick world where we have adults that want to prey on young children for their sexual needs and sexual gratification right it's just, it's disturbing. So, you know, I digress. Let me, let me move forward here. Now, speaking on this right here, you know, all of these children that um, I was mentioning about, these dozens of children, um, they were reported missing. They were recovered in an operation that was led by North Texas Trafficking Task Force, okay? So, um, in all, in total, there were 31 children that were located okay so all in all with that they were able to rescue 31 children shout out to the north texas task force for being able to do this and get this done and so it did take 30 days for them to be able to do this now um they are still working though they're still working and so thank god for that they're still working relentlessly, you know, to identify and recover more missing children who became vulnerable to human traffickers. Okay. So during this whole process, um, analysts and special agents, they discovered that six of the missing children were considered high risk of being sex trafficked. Five were runaways that were located away from their primary residences, okay? And the remaining 20 children were returned home or returned to their address of record, their address uh, that was listed on file. So, you know, guys, I mean, just thankful, just so thankful that at least these children were able to be rescued and sent home, and especially for um, that few, that six that were at high risk of being sex trafficked, right? So they didn't give ages for these children, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. You know, these are children and they should not be subjected to this type of just foolishness. You know, and I'm just being blunt. I'm just being blunt here. This is the most 
sad thing, if you will. You know, and I know that there have been talks and I know that there have been, um, you know, talks of people that were running for certain offices in their um, states and stuff like that where they're wanting to make pedophilia legal. All right. Now, just imagine that that happened. If it's legal and they say that the child has um, the right to choose if they want to be, you know, sexually involved with an adult. Or the adult says that well, they said that they were willing to participate. And especially if your child is only four years old. Three years old that nowhere near has the mind capacity or capability to make such a decision, right? And then the next thing would be, how did you even get access to my child? Were they forcibly taken for your own desires? And then you say that, well, I mean, they were okay with it. They agreed with it, right? So moving right along, wrapping up here again, going back to um, Tennessee, okay, Tennessee, a total of 150 missing children from Tennessee. They have been recovered. And now, guys, this was during a month's long joint law enforcement operation. Okay, now this is according to the TBI, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, um, sharing this information. So the authorities, they they said that the missing children, they ranged in age from three years old to 17 years old. Let me repeat that three years old to 17 years old. Okay, so. They were recovered doing these, you know, sweeps across the state. This was in January and February. Okay. And at least one child was identified as a human trafficking victim. So out of the 150, one of the children was identified as a human trafficking victim, right? Four others were possible human trafficking victims. And that's still disturbing to say the least. Okay. So these children, again, they were recovered during the Operation Volunteer Strong. Um, this was this was a, co a collaboration there, if you will, between the TBI, uh, the U.S. Marshal Service, and Tennessee Department of Children's Services. Okay, so uh, y'all just keep praying for our law enforcement, um, for those that are actively working to eradicate human trafficking, child sex trafficking, child abuse, and things of that nature. We know that we do have those, you know, with titles that are involved with a lot of stuff. And, you know, that's just putting it out there. But we have a lot of agencies that are really working really hard to change this and to stop this in its tracks and this is a long road ahead they have a lot of work to do and that they have been doing and so we just got to keep pressing forward you see something say something we cannot continue to turn a blind eye right what if this was your child what if this was your niece what if this was your nephew what if this was your cousin 
It just speaks volumes. So guys, join me in prayer on today for a few minutes, just just a couple of minutes out of your day to pray for the uh, enforcement team, law officials, TBI, U.S. Marshal Services, and all other organizations that have taken on this fight to end this practice, please. So just a few minutes of your time to uh, call on God's rain down over the situation, right? Uh, we can believe in him to just totally eradicate and melt this situation into the oblivion, right? So guys, thank you so much for joining me here on today. I greatly, greatly appreciate it so, so much. So y'all, if I sounded a little heavy today, y'all, this right here just, it touches me in a certain way. And I, But I thank you so much for tuning in with me. And I definitely hope that you will join me in prayer for just a few minutes on today. So thank you so much. And in the meantime, in between time, make sure that you are following me on social media. I would love to chit chat with you. Send me a message. Let's get to know each other. Let's connect. Today's show was brought to you by wellness and nutrition consultant, Tawana Coleman. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. So glorify God in your body. To learn more about fueling your body with optimum and nutritional superfoods, freeing your body of toxins and chemicals, achieving mental clarity, energy, and nutrients for the whole family to take. Remember, your body does not come with the warranty, so we must take care of it. You can find me on Facebook at Twana Coleman. That's T-W-A-N-A-C-O-L-E-M-A-N. And on Instagram at the Twana Coleman.